lowest interest rates in history, old news. Yeah. I guess the question on everybody's mind is, you know, when is normal going to come back and what is it going to look like? Um, with building costs being as high as they are and interest rates being as low as they are and everybody knowing if the Fed taps the brakes on interest rates, this tender economy will probably rot on the vine. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Everybody, it's Marcus Tuttle with The Wide World of Real Estate. Uh, today's our second episode where me and Dave talk about a commercial deal where a guy uses an assumable mortgage. He assumed a mortgage and used that as a down payment for his commercial deal in the Northeast. So that, uh, I guess we get in the weeds on that. And we talk about some current events and we still are, are going forward with this endeavor and have a lot of excitement about it. Uh, it's taken uh, a little bit of time to get off the ground as far as putting these episodes and, and keeping up with the regimen of doing that, but we've got a lot of ideas for content, so please enjoy. Lowest interest rates in history, old news. Yeah. I guess the question on everybody's mind is, you know, when is normal gonna come back and what is it gonna look like? Um, with building costs being as high as they are and interest rates being as low as they are and everybody knowing if the Fed taps the brakes on interest rates, this tender economy will probably rot on the vine. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I know Rachel and I in our business are plugging away pretty you know, consistently. We got one under contract that was bank owned this morning. Uh, a house probably ARV at about one hundred thirty grand needs about Twenty-five grand of work. We got it under contract at forty-five. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. How you? Where are your leads sourcing from? Oh, tracking foreclosures. Went to the sale and they wanted seventy grand for it. We said good luck. They called us. We exchanged numbers. They called us like a day later and so let's go take a look at it with us. And we met the banker, one of the bankers over there, and uh, you know he he wasn't used to going in foreclosed homes. Uh, it was pretty rough. It scared him pretty good, which is, you know, <laughs> what, what is, hot water heater been taken out, air conditioner been taken out. He's like, there's a refrigerator. And I said, don't open the, we never open refrigerators. And he opened the refrigerator and gagged. And he was like, yeah, 45 is a good number. And I was like, okay, that's, yeah. Look at that's the right smell. <laughs> yeah. That's the right smell for a yeah. discount. So if we could just do the foreclosure sales at the properties, maybe that would be a better way to get some, oh, some yeah. steals. You wouldn't give them the luxury of being... Uh, removed yeah. from that uh, reality. Oh, paper handed, uh, anyways. <laughs> so, get them out. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Google threw me a curve, started separating on, on my browsers with my other addresses. Can you see my screen? Yeah. So, what we're looking at here, what a little of your BM, BMPN or uh, business BPMN business process modeling notation mm -hmm. i dig it you know i got some udemy courses down got a book on it and it uh, makes a lot of sense but uh yeah man i got this uh uh confessions of a real estate uh investor and it and it starts off with this commercial deal and i thought it was i thought it was kind of neat to um I started trying to do it on that Jamboard and just putting post-its, but it, it's not robust, mm -hmm. um, that, that thing going on. But, uh, yeah, there are these lanes you got in this initial. Uh, I'll just talk about it. It was 6,600 uh, feet of 
complex space, which I guess uh, might that might be some kind of flex space type structure, right? Mm -hmm. So this is in Connecticut, and these these two partners got together, and the author is the real estate attorney involved in it. And Shelton, Connecticut, changed the names of the innocent, and so it's it is um, flex style, which is a light industrial research and development, something like that. And he said his two buddies had done their homework, uh, learning the Shelton market and specifically flex buildings, and they like the one they were interested in. And they knew what kind of companies they would be interested. In. So they just did some basic research about two weeks of research and they saw that the owner was uh, prepared to sell for 5.5 million and there was a tenant in it um, paying a triple net lease of 660,000 a year. So the problem was that tenant wasn't a good credit risk. So I just, I can illustrate that uh, real simply saying here's the seller, right? Mm -hmm. And here's these two buddies. So there's a, there's um, flex space for sale, which is a conditional start. And then you got these other people that get wind of it and then they put in a mortgage request. And meanwhile, they have us, here's the lease that they have. Um, with nine and a half years left on it, it's got a million dollar mortgage. So somewhere in the course of their dealings, they, they were the mortgagee, they accepted a mortgage of a million dollars on this building from from the owner so probably some kind of occupancy deal right are you there did i lose you so they're in the deal at this point they've got seller financing and they're they've given the owner first position mortgage for a mill well this this one billion is held by the tenant not the not the owner so but it's assumable and the cool thing is is that uh when they go apply for this loan here uh they have to get a couple things to happen they have to get that that tenant to, to subordinate what they got going on and then they they had this lender who says well uh you want to you want me to lend 4.5 and it's got a million dollar mortgage on it where are you coming in at with some money they're trying to use this this mortgage held by the tenant as the down payment for what they got going on for this loan that's pretty slick. When you're saying this mortgage held by the tenant, you mean the lease, the obligation, or is there actually a deed of trust mortgage that the tenant holds? Yeah, they call it an actual mortgage. So okay, uh, he got into them, or they did some repairs that were beyond the scope of what they wanted to mess with. And so they got him to, maybe they fronted the money in order to get the repairs done to get them to lease it. So he just put it, debt instrument, a security instrument on it for some amount, for some, um, for this amount of money. Gotcha. So they had to get, and they said, well, we don't want to subordinate if you're going to get four and a half million, we want to be in first position. But, uh, these two guys were pretty slick in the fact that they said, well, listen, uh, you're going to guarantee that the mortgage gets paid and by, you paying the mortgage and you paying uh, you just paying the the uh, payment to you. So you pay the first and you pay the second, and therefore you'll never default if you think we're a bad credit risk. 
Was it a score? Yeah. Let's keep going. All right. So they, the seller sold and they're out. They bought for five and a half and they assumed that one, they bought, they assumed the hundred, the million dollar loan held by the tenant and, uh, oh, sorry, held by the tenant and they had, they had about a hundred dollars, hundred thousand in closing costs. So the, they argued that with the lender also. They said, well, $100,000 is not nothing, but uh, so they got it. And the end, right? They just they just keep riding that, that 660000 per year, but here's what else happened. So this tenant finds a subtenant that's going to cover their 660000 for four and a half years, and uh, they found they'd also pay $880,000 for the remainder of their original nine and a half years. Okay. So they had to get approval from the owners and they approve it, even though they're not going to get any extra money. It's going to be the extra is going to go to the tenant and their position. And so they approved it. These people vacated and the subtenant. And so they, they got that subtenant and then they vacated. Here's what else happened. The subtenant moved in and they sold out their lease position, the tenant. So, so they, um, let's see, I might've got ahead of myself. So they sold that, they vacated the building and let's move on. So, um, then they got the idea to uh, buy out the original leases. So buy out this subtenant, and uh, let's see. What would what was your motivation for that? Uh, I bet they thought they could get better financing if they controlled all the leases. So to buy, they got this idea that they they wanted to buy out that the rest of that nine fifty on that mortgage, and they wanted to buy out what they had coming um, for the next five years. So they were going to give this tenant the million dollar mortgage, and then he's got he's got this income stream uh, that you know after after the four and a half he's going to have five years of one hundred ninety extra. That's what that means. Okay. So they said, well, uh, that extra five times one ninety in five years is only worth X number of dollars today, and so that tenant got out and they agreed, and so. This is the next step. Um, all right, here's what happened. So, the the uh, this other company says, "Well, we want to buy your company and assume the lease that you you got going on." And um, so, uh, well, we're gonna have to get it approved. So they they request the approval to get bought out, and that's why they that's why they initially wanted this building is because they 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 thought they were going to be able to get into a lease and then get get bought out as a company just because of whatever reasons. But um, this this other company they're a Fortune 100 company, and they were trying to not they're trying not to put their good credit 
their stellar credit on the line for this old lease. But these guys, these original owners, they kind of, they kind of, they stood strong and, and they, um, here they are, they require that the Fortune 100 company back the lease with their stellar credit rating. And they, that, that's what happened. They, they ended up, um, Go, going ahead and putting their credit on the line. And that meant they could go say, I got a Fortune 100 credit uh, tenant and uh, should be able to lend more money. And here's, after this sublease, they got another lender involved, uh, not that first lender, but they refinanced. And here's how they did it because they control the leases. Um, they, here, uh, yeah, they got that financing that 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 lent them the six million, lent them six million because they controlled the lease, uh, paid off the first, which is four point five, and then the second uh, and the lease payout, the second mortgage and the lease payout was one point three million, which meant they each put fifty thousand dollars in each of their pocket. But the cool part is, um, uh, within within two years, they turned this in because of that additional. Um, rent that they could project in five years, they uh, sold for 825,000 and they earned three million in profit within two years. Wow. With an initial $100,000 investment. Are they, are they in prison somewhere? Mm -mm. No, that's, <laughs> uh, the, I mean, it's a fascinating book. I'll, I'll diagram some more, but, I mean, that was some high level stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to be honest with you, I don't understand the lease. The, the leasee was holding the mortgage. I don't. I don't understand that. I don't understand the terminology, or if there's a different instrument that I can't quite grasp. Well, um, you um, you can give a mortgage to anybody. So you can give it to a bank as a security instrument, saying if I don't pay this back, you get to do this with the laws of foreclosure. So. That's all a mortgage does is, is security. Pledging the property. That's the legal way that you pledge your properties with a mortgage. And it's coupled with a note. And so, so the, the leasee, the leasee was the, was the grantor of a mortgage. Well, it works the other way. It was the, the mortgagee. So you give a mortgage to the bank, um, so they were the mortgagee. So they were the owner to... gave a mortgage to the leasee because and secured it with that property or or their uh, improvements on the property. And he the owner said, Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pay you this million back that, that we had that you used or in some kind of way negotiated that million dollars for yourself. And he said, um, you gave him credit toward that million dollar debt. Clear as mud. Clear as mud. Pretty fascinating. And so this is in Connecticut. And I guess this is what these guys do just as a hobby or something. They just kind of. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, they driving for dollars. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they found it. Yeah. But he did go out of the way to say that these were not the. These were not the uh, brilliant people of the world. He said these were, he said, they will tell you they're just average people that, that were, you know, kind of, and they also admitted that they had no idea that this was going to happen at the onset. 
yeah. of doing this deal. So I think I understand, you know, I've had that happen on a lesser extent, but yeah, I know what you, you just don't know what's going to happen whenever you get into these things. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I covered that chapter pretty good. That's chapter one. So, what have you been doing? Um, I mean, just just based on what you were talking about, you know, given this description, these guys are going to find reposition, try to restructure. Um, you know, not doing it on that scale, but you know, steadily, always just trying to push the ball a little further down the. How can I make this deal a little sweeter? You know, what can I do? Um, I'm always some kind of amazed at how uh, how things work out. You know, whenever you just try to get the ball down the field three yards at a time, you know, and those yep. guys are just saying, "All right, let's get a little better, a better lease here." You know, better finance in there, reposition, and it turns into you know a couple years down the road, a fifth million dollar profit um uh, i've heard a bunch of my colleagues say you know you make more money on the bigger properties and i and i see why you know it's just bigger more zeros yep. but it's the same stuff and i sometimes wonder why have i pushed so hard on these 30 40 houses um instead of just doing bigger stuff but i always tell myself because i don't have enough money to get into big deals but that's the evidence right there it doesn't take a whole lot of money sometimes to get into a deal um but, you know, still pushing, man, still pushing and trying to get better financing and restructure things, find higher and better uses. Um, but that's it. Still probably putting in too much sweat equity, you know. Um, I think I do that because I can wrap my head around it. You know, it's like, all right, I can get in there and I can do that. I can swing the hammer. I can push the mower. Let's just get it done. Don't have to it's, beg somebody to be on site either. Yeah, but it, it just doesn't it doesn't do it. You know, there's right. no payout from that. Um, I'm tired at night and I sleep well, but what's that worth? Oh, <laughs> yeah. They got medication for that, you know, like I don't yeah, need, yeah, yeah. but, um, but just steadily moving, man, trying to do it. Um, I've been watching some of these, I don't know, uh, you know, Mr. Gunn putting out some of these publications about the Democrats coming after our IRAs, IRAs. Um, that's on the table again. I can't remember the famous guy's name who invested in PayPal and turned $2,000 into like $5 billion. And that's all in the newspapers now. They're trying to come after these, you know, these super wealthy people who aren't paying taxes. And, um, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, and I try not to worry about it too much, kind of get caught up in the, what are they going to do if they blow up our IRAs? Um, but it does, it does get a little stressful sometimes to think that we've worked so hard, we're saving money, we're investing wisely, we're putting in tax-free accounts, and to think that just something like the sweep of a pen and some pissed off you know, senators can, can wreck that for us. Because I'm not a guy who invested $2,000 in PayPal and I'm sitting on five bill. If I was, we would be doing this podcast from the moon, you know, but we're not. So we're doing it from our yeah. homes. Um, but, you know, so how do I keep my eye on the ball? How do we keep our eye on the ball and like kind of look at what's relevant? Um, I think that's the trick. You know, how do we do that? Um, and try to manage your life through there. Yeah. I mean, we're getting ready to go to the beach, the family vacation. So every day we're doing two or three hours of chores for that, you know, getting the tents ready, getting the fireworks, getting the, 
watermelon shopping, whatever, you know. Right. Because um, it can't be all work, but. Well, you want to see what Emin says? Yeah. I'd say I, I subscribe to it. Then better use it somehow. It's like each day I'm like, man, do I need that? It's a pretty, pretty fluffy type news. But I guess there is some actual content. Y'all are going to Mississippi? We're doing uh, Fort Morgan, which is like uh, west of, of Gulf Shores, west of Orange Beach. It's right on the other side of Mobile. It's super laid back. I mean, there's good yeah. beaches and good water, but it's not. Sweet. Yeah. Kids ride around on bicycles and stuff and just kind of hang out, not so dense. And you got to be so vigilant, you know, and just it's kind of neighborhood on the beach. It's pretty cool. Sweet. Um, your nieces and nephews are going? Yeah, the whole clan, man. Nice. We're going to have grandma, two sisters, nine nieces and nephews. One house, one dog. Gonna be cool. Yeah, man. As how many guys are gonna be down there? Are you gonna be you're like my, the only. My brother will be there, but he'll be in the house next door. He oh, actually cool. has some common sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Can you see my screen? Yeah. Yeah. Markets and economy. Yeah. One one uh, headline. Uh, invalidates the other they just seem to be like going yep. uh playing playing like a headline uh ping pong uh young adults put pandemic savings toward down payments and duh right right <laughs> um, uh, the risk of taking cash out again uh taking out cash against a home in today's market mm, usa today linda fluffy let's see so Number of affordable places to live hits lowest point in two years. Mm. Now, this line seems like an oxymoron. A wave of new agents swarm New York City market amid inventory shortage. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they just like each other. Like, they don't want to sell well, houses. They heard they can get some free food on tour dates. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, 900 agents, more than... 900 agents in May. 900 company. I like these tech names and medicine names. Corify. And greater than any seen over the course of the pandemic came as New York eats some COVID restrictions. Uh, it's natural to be attracted to an industry like real estate. Really? <laughs> really where the barrier of entry is not as high but the opportunities are really big all right they may struggle to make headway uh yeah yeah don't quit your day job no as an actress um rising home, home prices may be crimping demand for purchase mortgages okay you got me uh, demand for mortgages fell to the lowest level since May of 2020, forever ago. Could be a sign that first-time homebuyers are getting squeezed out. All right. Yeah, I think everybody who wanted to move 
and could get a mortgage has pretty much been doing it. Um, you know, a lot of people that if they haven't gotten something now amid the craze, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know. There's just still a whole lot of people that are actually eligible. They're still hunting. Kind of well, so you'd hard. think that until this next headline, Dave. Oh yeah. Right. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want my twenty dollars per month back. Yeah. All right. This is that. Uh, this is the NAR guy. Pending some home sales climbed eight percent in May, after declining in May in April. I don't know. This is like was a surprise. It was surprised. It's attracting buyers too to the climbing mortgage rates. Thank you. Which fell yeah. below three percent. <laughs> All righty then. We believe existing home sellers are going to see a much harder year-over-year -year comparisons for the remainder of the year. Gosh, this is like it go on USA Today. Yeah, as USA Today wrote today, <laughs> reported. Home price grows new record. Yeah, this is real crap advice. I'm going to cancel it. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, if you weren't confused enough, Dave, here we why are. Why home price? <laughs> why is it so high? Why is it so high? It's not. It's not. It's, it just seems it's really so, not. That's how it appears on paper, but it's not that high. It just, it just, it just appears that way. Yeah. It's a numbers trick. All right. Topics of inflation here. We're going to confuse you some more. Before I get going, I want to thank blah, blah, blah. Let's look at home prices over the past three decades. Chart. Yeah. Yeah. The average reader is going to look at those charts, David. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see what it does over time. Okay. All right. I'm seeing median down and up you see it doesn't look that high right Dave? no it's not high it's, it's just going sixty thousand dollars it's almost going horizontal it's not like, yeah. like, i am a little i am a little skeptical how all the dips are exactly the same <laughs> like <laughs> they got a three-year-old up there with a marker started drawing alligator teeth yeah are there any teeth kind of going up yeah <laughs> All right, where's the part where he says it's not really a high? In the 90s, price rose by over 45%. <laughs> the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> and this was followed by a significantly faster pace of appreciation as the housing bubble is really getting inflated. The price is soaring by over 68% between the start of the decade and its ultimate peak in summer of 06. All right, now they're going to say our percentage isn't that high, right? Let's see what it says. But from 2012 to today, sales prices have shot up by more than 126%, a remarkable number. I would add that prices are up by four, over 42% since the end of 2017. Yada, yada. Interesting. Well, to me at least, the number of homes sold has actually bottomed out in 2010. Or cheap. All right. In 2010, it was so cheap. You could actually buy a home 
and many Marius for the lesser cost to build that very same home. Well, that's, that's exactly true today as well. I mean, building costs are through the freaking roof. Right. I, I, I ordered a lumber package to, or priced out a lumber package to do like a 700 square foot tiny house. And it was, I was prepared to pay double, but it was three and a half times what I thought it would, would, would land, you know, what was normal. It was insane. That was just the lumber. It wasn't right. everything else. That's on a small square footage place, right? Yeah, 700 square foot, a little tiny house. All right. Now, here's where we get to the crux of the argument, David, finally. It doesn't, it's not that high. It's because it's got, it's got this X coming down on it. Yeah. Where are we? Are we, are we right there on the X or are we up there by home prices? Uh, yeah yeah we're there but it's yeah. not that high it's yeah. got that x going through it <laughs> all right home prices versus mortgage rate but, all right but in that same period they fall in. oh yeah Just, yeah i see where he's going with this i see where he's going all right tell me if, if you're qualified to get a mortgage then your payments are cheaper than they've ever been compared to how much house you can get if you're not qualified to get a mortgage you're pooched you're screwed you're not if you're not making you know 200 grand 700 credit score got a down payment your sol it is truly more expensive than it's ever been for you but but if you can get that sweet 30 year three percent your payment is probably comparatively lower to where it would have been in 2002 for the same right. house thanks thank you who is going to read this article I'm ready to see a cross X modulator come up on the screen. Yes. All right. Good job. You made up for your fluffy today USA Today articles. Renters were already feeling better. Then the eviction ban was extended. <laughs> Did they, what's that? They got better. They felt greater. All right, I give up. This is not productive. Probably get more out of Facebook scroll. Yeah. Millennials uh, and baby boomers are upbeat about current housing market. Yeah, because they're selling their four twos. <laughs> they're getting the hell out. <laughs> I love it. This is great. This is amazing. I'm going to live out of my Honda. They feel like the uh, homecoming queen for a minute. Yeah. Homebody's hampering housing market. <laughs> <laughs> Say homebody. Come yeah, on yeah. that house, dog. <laughs> Y'all hamper oh, this man, market. I can't move. I can't move. <laughs> <laughs> Say homebody. Come off that house. Yeah, these guys are, you know, they're headline fishing. I mean, I putting stuff out there that might, if we read a little bit of it, we got something to talk about over coffee or lunch, maybe, maybe wow a buyer's ears or something. But most of this is all yeah, headline after headline is just talking about the other juxtaposition. Well, this is, this, I don't think that this is a, they're just a scraping. Main, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's mainstay for, of what they're, uh, what they got going on. They're trying to, they're getting, they're trying to troll for agents to do more business. How are the agents in your market doing? Uh, I, I have no clue to yeah. be honest. I, I know they're working hard if they're buyers agents. Mm -hmm. 
it's just uh i think it's hard to differentiate yourself in that industry yeah it's like uh yeah we got the mls <laughs> um i'm cuter i mean i don't know i throw the i throw the best open houses right have you ever been to one of her open houses <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> Just the way that she makes you feel. The sandwiches, the candles. It's amazing. Did you ever have you ever haunted some of those? I did. I, I've had to do a few of them, and I've had and I, I have. I've stopped by a couple, couple times just looking to see what was on the market, and a couple times I had buyers that wanted to go. And I mean, it was, I don't know, man, like weddings. And funerals and open houses without alcohol should not be permitted. <laughs> you know, like bring some booze, people. Like this is horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pretend we're colleagues. Yeah, we've got the disclosure over here. We've got some contracts with the property description and legal description already on it. So if you want to make an offer, just put your number on it. <laughs> if everybody on the way out can like put some comments on the yeah. price down with the seller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that used to be like a meal ticket. I mean, just, uh, I mean, you still could. I just got embarrassed at eating everybody's food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we were in town with you once, and we were doing, they were doing like the, the realtor, the open house tour. There were like that one day, there were four or five different open houses all in one spot. How did we go stopped. eat? I think they were out of food, but you had, it was the promise of food that got us over there, but it was still cool. Uh, yeah. Um, the affiliates get hit up to like bring drinks and food just so yeah. I can get in touch with some people. It's all about, I mean, it's, uh, I guess it makes a difference if you're doing a deal with somebody you know in, in your town. Yeah. Well, you want to add anything to it? We had some laughs. It was, uh, Lighthearted, yeah, that's good stuff, man. What was, the, the name of that, what was the name of that book again? Mm. Confessions of a Real Estate Entrepreneur. How yeah. far have you gotten into it? I, I don't know. I got it forever ago. I just pulled it out. I was, it's like, what kind of crap am I going to put on a YouTube channel? And then I got into it, and it's like, man, I could like diagram these, and it'd be real valuable. Right, is he talking about deals he's he's been a part of? Yeah, he, yeah. that one. And, okay. And next chapter gets into uh, holding entities. So just the basics of investing. I mean, I think we can go into a, a varied subject, but I, I think it's a great opportunity for me to drill down on on some books that I honestly don't. I don't take as much from them as I should. Yeah. Yeah, I get stuck in a lot of books that are just like fluff, you know, just like you can do it, you know, 10% down and keep trying, keep swinging, you know, get the right mental attitude and wake up early. And uh, and sometimes I just like more of almost the textbook. Here's the deal. Here's how it broke down. Here's how we screwed up. Here's what we could have done better. Um, I hate it. I especially hate it when somebody's writing and they have their math wrong. And I'm like double checking. I'm like, you didn't make any money. And they're like, we made $10,000. You're like, no, you didn't. At least your math doesn't say that. Because um, I'm sitting there doing it, you know, trying to figure it out, following along. So I really respect the author that actually breaks down a legit deal and, and diagrams, you know, 
the whole thing. I really, I really like that. Um, there was one book, it's an old book, but how I turned $10,000 into a million or something. It's like a 1980s publication. But uh, he, he was the first one that I actually read that was like, I felt like I was getting real information rather than just, you know, we paid 60 grand for it and we sold it for $80,000 and we made a profit. It was like holding costs, commissions, what? Like made $20,000. They kind of hit you with that flip this house mentality. Yeah, yeah. You didn't, yeah. Make, any, you didn't make any money. So. And I, I know the, the uh, real estate in bigger pockets, I mean, they got some heavy hitters on there, but mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it becomes circular. If you're putting out that kind of content, you're going to end up wanting to start a capital fund. Yeah. Uh, I, I think once you got some basics, then the other stuff's like motivation. I mean, you can flesh out some more of your skill set, but being able to write a contract and having the having the uh, strength to go out and talk to somebody, I think, are two major pillars of getting real estate. Yes. That's something maybe you could help me with. I don't know if we have time to answer it tonight, but uh, you know, that, that, that million dollar question, I got a guy says, Hey, I've been watching you for five years. Let's do something. Draw me up a pro forma. I got a million bucks. I want to place with you. I need an 8% return. And what I want, what I don't have is money to go to foreclosure sales on a regular basis. To have that though, I need it, and he needs to basically put it in an account that I have access to. Yep. And that's it. That's the end of the story. And I'm wondering, working up a pro forma. I mean, normally a pro forma is, you know, Main Street one two three. We're going to buy it for X. We're going to rent it for Y. You know, uh, expenses are going to be A, B, and C. Here's our NOI. You know, the, and I don't have a pro forma to work up for him in the traditional sense, other than just. Put some money in the bank. <laughs> Give me I the know number. I can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what do you do? You, uh, just, you put that in a spreadsheet? <laughs> no, I think it's. I think I'm gonna go find some unicorns for you. You just yeah. keep that little old money there. Yeah. And, but evidently, big money doesn't think that way. As soon as it it leaves their hands, they're looking for a return. I know. I know. So I'm still wrestling with that because, I mean, if I find something and I have time to contract it, I can find lenders. I don't need that money, you know, and it's like, and I can find other people that I would rather work with than him because he wants to stay in deals. He wants appreciation and depreciation and, you know, some longer term stuff. But it's just kind of a, it's deflating to have that phone call, have that conversation and and, and not know, a, yes, I can put you here, you know. Um, I heard about these tiny houses. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lumber's cheap. <laughs> Let's go well, build like 20 of them. I think for that guy, um, you're going to have him keep his money in his account and you're going to have, you're going to have to do something that you can repeat. Like I'm going to talk to 24 closures a period and just find what your numbers are. Your output numbers like it takes me 30 offers to get one. And then you just try to go from there. I don't know about being able to stay in your market. You might be able to stay in your market and do it, but to have that kind of money working, I think you got to go outside of your area. Yeah. And I, and I don't know because what always happens is, you know, Rachel and I've got a small amount of cash to work with. It takes us a month and a half to get something. We get it. And now we're out. Since the capital's deployed. We're, we're out. Of, we're not looking at anything for the next two or three months. You know, because now we're working on this project, trying to make a disposition, trying to do a rehab, get it refinanced, whatever it is. So, I mean, 
in the past probably two and a half years of chasing these, we've only bought three at the steps. You know, they've all been home runs, but trying to, if we had more money lined up on a consistent basis, we wouldn't be stuck to, you know, hitting those home runs and running those bases, just trying to do base hits, base hits, base hits, making 15, 20 grand a pop. I know Julie Harrison and, and Bob LaCroix, you know, I bump into them every sale. I mean, they're walking up with the book of checks and they're buying whatever they can buy that fits their buy box. A worse, it's probably a worse margin by some degree that, I mean, you're looking to hit it out of the park and I they mean, just yeah, want to hit. Yeah. We're 10 X in our money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're paying 10 grand and selling it for 80. We're paying 20 grand and selling it for a hundred. Um, so if you have five X, whereas they're paying it, you know, 60 grand and selling it for, you know, a hundred after it's fixed up, putting, putting 10 or 15 into it. So yeah, I mean, they're probably getting maybe a 15% return, whereas we're trying to get, you know, triple, quadruple. And that's just had, the only thing that corners us is the lack of capital. Like, we got to hit, we're, we're swinging, you know, out of the park. And that's so, exactly the position that uh, Grant Cardone's in, trying to get money for a fund. I mean, obviously, he's trying to do it on a different level, but as, as the whole world needs somebody to back their play. Yeah. Is he getting back into acquisitions of, to hold, or is he doing developments, or is he going to save up money for the foreclosure wave? No, he's he's uh, he's buying stuff, building yeah. commercial, uh, commercial apartments, um, office buildings. I mean, he's going after it. You think Grant's savvy enough to to do that deal that we opened up with? The no, oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, these are just regular losers off the street. Well, so is he. <laughs> <laughs> right. Grant Cardone. I, get, I wonder if those guys ever have imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine that's your job? What What are you? A motivational speaker. Oh, this motivational speaker guy again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, man. Well, this was a good one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. All right. That was the second episode of the Wild World of Real Estate. Thank you for listening this far. If you'd like a PDF of the diagram of the commercial deal that we put in there, I'm putting a PDF in the show notes and uh, hope it's a value to you. Join us next time. Thanks so much.